Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. If you travel for work, you know to pack two suits, business and swim. You know with your Delta SkyMiles Business Amex card, buying that plane ticket for a business trip can get you closer to medallion status. You know that a meeting in Montana means visiting almost every national park. Yellowstone? Check. Because you're the chief excursion officer. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Visit go.amex slash you know business. Support for this podcast is provided by Subtruck Law. Revolution Recap thanks Subtruck Law for their support of our show, local independent media, and their mission of bringing unbiased truth. Revolution Recap would also like to thank Six Point Builders for their support. Six Point Builders are builders of fine custom homes in the Boston metropolitan area. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Revolution Recap. We have another bonus podcast for you this week. Sam Minton of the Blazing Musket interviewed Jaime Macias of Apple TV. Jaime will be on the call this weekend when the Revolution take on Charlotte FC. Thank you to Sam Minton and the Blazing Musket for doing this interview. And make sure you are subscribed to the Blazing Musket on Substack to make sure you get all of their news throughout the week. Not a whole ton of news and notes. Gustavo Bo is expected to return to the field shortly, according to Clint Pierre during his uh, midweek interview with 98.5. Kind of vague, but keep an eye out to see if we have uh, Gustavo Bo on the game sheet. We might see him return to the field this weekend. Also, a few events that I want to make you sure you are aware of. If you're going to the game this weekend, the Rebellion are having their Oktoberfest celebration. That is going to be in Lot 3B at the Rebellion tent at 4.30 p.m. So whether or not you are in the Rebellion, if you're a writer, if you're not in a supporters group, a player, uh, an executive, it does not matter who you are, you are welcome to come by the Oktoberfest celebration at Lot 3B. Also, the Rebellion's foot golf tournament is going to be going on October 7th from 4 to 6 at 4 Kicks in Norfolk. Again, you do not need to be a Rebellion member to sign up. It does not matter who you are. You are welcome to join this event. Teams can still sign up at anyrebellion.org. And also, if you do not want to be in the foot golf tournament, uh, there's going to be a post-foot golf tournament watch party for the Revolution game that night on October 7th. That 
is going to be at Flynn's. So even if you don't want to participate in the foot golf tournament, make sure you swing by Flynn's in Mansfield to go to the Rebellion's watch party to root on the revolution. I also want to thank our sponsor, Bet Online. Football is back, and Bet Online is your number one information source for all of your sports wagering info with all the up-to-minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals from the NFL and college football at your fingertips with Bet Online's real-time updates on statistics, news, and odds. From week one all the way to the college football playoff and Super Bowl, Bet Online gives you access to the best football promotions and contests anywhere available online. Head to the website today and use your mobile device to get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BLEAV. B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. And now let's kick it to the interview. What's going on, everybody? It is Sam Minton from the Blazing Musket, and I'm lucky enough to be joined by Hami Macias, who will be calling the game versus Charlotte FC this weekend. Hami, how are you doing today? How are you doing? Pleasure uh, talking to you as always and trying to talk a little bit about soccer. Yeah, and if you don't mind, actually, I, I do kind of want to talk about something off the pitch. It is uh, Hispanic Heritage Month, so obviously, with it being the month, just what what does the month mean to you, and what has it been like kind of being able to represent the Hispanic audience, obviously, calling uh, the Spanish calls of uh, MLS games? Well, it's pretty special that there's like a date to to celebrate it, and, and, and I think just um, when we have a specific date is, is more in, in the context of uh, remembering uh, and, and getting together, right? And then the actual date um, meaning something. Uh, but you know, when when you start hearing the the, the stories of, of other uh, Spanish speaking people that have come here to the to the U.S., we have a lot of things in common that we sometimes don't sit down and 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 and, and think about, right? Uh, we 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 had a transition. Uh, when we see back, it, it was a good transition, but but uh, at some point there was uncertainty on how things were gonna. Um, uh, happen right. So it, it, I think it's a great it's a great opportunity for everybody to to share their their story. Yeah, and now obviously just kind of getting back to the soccer. It's been a tale of two seasons for New England Revolution, especially just with all the turmoil and kind of internal workings with uh, the resignation of Bruce Arena. So kind of from the outside looking in, just what are your overall impressions of the club so far this season? Look, I, I was I was uh, putting uh, New England as one of the candidates because I I really liked the market they they had and and this was before Petro Petrovic left. Like I I called uh, um, back to back the Atlanta and DC games, which was which were the two games before League's Cup, right? And uh, the team was looking pretty strong. I, I really like the Ian Hark signing and um, and uh, Mark Anthony K. Both of those signings, I think, that was tremendous for for, for New England. And then a lot of changes happened, right? Petrovic has been a key, key goalkeeper on 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 uh, on the league. I, I believe that. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I think that they haven't won without Petrovic. I, I think uh, Errol haven't won a game. Oh, I think he won the 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 New York Red Bulls game. Just just yeah. that one, right? So and and nothing to do with him. It's just like a pure coincidence on 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 the team not being able to to win without Petrovic and. Um, then Brandon Bayegin getting injured and not having like a natural replacement. So those are two things that that, on terms of the squad, uh, makes things look a little bit different. Uh, probably you're thinking on Bo, but I think that Bo is more replaceable, even though he's an amazing player. But because of how many players you have in that part of the field, you you can find a replacement for for him. Probably not his quality, but you can find a replacement. And then you you. You had a, a, a manager that had won uh, 
trophies with almost all their teams, including New England, and that was getting to the part of the season where he can make a difference. So uh, it's very hard to transition to a new manager where when soccer-wise, things have been going good. And, and uh, part of like the biggest challenge with, with clean is what does he do, right? Because usually when you jump into a job, it's because things are going bad. So you can immediately intervene and start taking decisions and start molding the team your way, right? But in this case, soccer-wise, the thing is, it's functioning. The thing is, it's working, right? So it's very delicate to to move things until you need to. But you also don't want to get to that point because probably when you need to do it, it's a little bit too late. So it's like a tough spot for him. Yeah, and it's been kind of interesting. You know, you kind of touch upon him being able to make changes. And then the last game, we, we did see some changes, uh, you know, formation-wise and tactically. We saw Matt Polster go to left back and then when in attack, he kind of shifted into the midfield. So it kind of has been interesting, uh, you know, seeing his imprint on the squad. But, you know, getting to the other side, obviously going up against Charlotte FC, haven't had the best season, but, you know, they have had, had some good play up top of Karol Swiderski and so Kapati. So just what have you seen uh, from Charlotte so far? Um, I think that Atencio on the on the board is is great. Uh, and and but sometimes I feel that his squad does not have the quality to do everything he's asking them to do. So when the when the when the plan works, um, and and he likes playing like one on ones, a lot of one on one one on one on that kind of situation, right? So when your plan works, your team your team goes uh, forward, right? But then you try to do that against Cincinnati, for example, or against this version of Inter Miami, and you are completely, completely exposed. Um, so I think that Charlotte have have give us great highlight moments during the season. Uh, probably they play better than what their standings show. But when you play something similar, uh, or when you play hand on hand, to a team that has more quality, the most possible, the most uh, uh, possible outcome is that that you lose, right? Because we're, we're we're trying to do the same but better, but our squad is weaker, right? So uh, that's that's for me. Like I would say, there's like there's a big difference between tactics and a strategic and, and a strategy. Sorry, right? Tactics is how I want my team to move on the pitch, um, and when I think about tactics i'm not thinking about the opponent i'm thinking about my team my squad my quality right my my weapons and when i'm thinking about strategy it's how with that i'm going to overcome the opponent team and and i think that that's where charlotte sometimes it's lacking and that's why charlotte's so so inconsistent and and and, and when they don't have a, a, a um a good day they're completely raised from the field. Like that's why Charlie is the team that has considered the most goals during MLS. Is because when they are not in the game, they're completely uh, erased from the pitch. Yeah, and obviously, you know, you, you kind of mentioned, you know, maybe Latancio not just having the talent to implement, you know, his system. So where do you think uh, New England kind of pick apart and you know really kind of uh, break down uh, Charlotte when it comes to the match on Saturday? Um, I have like. Uh, I'm still curious on is the three at the back was something that 
Clint Hughes in Chicago coming from the defeat in in, in Colorado, or is something that we're gonna see a, again, right? So, kind of like uh, the the whole midfield, like Polster, Mark Anthony K with Carlos on top area is with, with New England with the four at the back. It's it's, it's uh, extremely extremely powerful. Why? Because with the with the deep fullbacks, uh, those guys have four to five offensive passing options, right? Um, what he's trying to do with three at the back is without Brandon Bay and without a deep right fullback, trying to have that same number of offensive players uh, sacrificing a midfielder to put a center back. So the 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 wing the wingers can be in more that that offensive position. And and that's where where I think that uh New England is going to be strong, like making the field wide. Because when when you when you are two at the back team and you're playing a four three three, which is what usually Charlotte Charlotte use because it, like you see the names and it looks like it's a it's a it's a four two three one. But Tiderski falls very uh uh no, uh, just yeah, he falls a little bit deeper, right? So, if you are able to do five versus three in that line, there's where you're gonna make the difference, and that's when the other team is gonna be running towards a goal to defend and and being being out of, of position. Um, and even though I, I know Clint, it's uh, a, a possession uh, driven coach. Um, what you have to look on teams that are possession driven, it's how much they suffer when they're not in possession, right? Because you know, in possession, they're going to be good. And I think that what that's one of the strengths of New England. They don't suffer that much when they're out of possession as Charlotte does. I think that Charlotte suffers a lot when they are out of possession. Yeah, and obviously, you know, New England has had some acquisitions kind of come in. Thomas Vasilik still working with the squad, and Thomas Chocolate has been able to kind of make an impact early on, specifically on Chocolate. Just what do you see about his game that kind of makes him impactful and just what are your impressions on his start with New England so far? It, it really surprised me because I I, I call a lot of uh, Shankalai games when he was uh, playing. Uh, I used to call uh, Copa Libertadores and Copa Sudamericana, so I call him in Cologne and I call him in, in, in Racing. And I haven't seen him uh, with the freedom he's had in New England, right? I know, I, I knew he was great his great passing, I know, I knew he can go one B ones, right? But because when he was in Cologne, Cologne was a very uh, defensive team with a classic number nine, so everybody was like behind uh, uh, Rodriguez, who was their their, their number nine. Uh, and then in uh, Racing, Racing was very positional, right? So it, it was more him moving from outside to the inside and and creating chances than having this freedom of the long rounds we've seen, like the goal he scored, uh, uh, Chicago was where he's called a goal from a long run. Like that's a version of him that that I haven't seen before because of where he was playing and what the managers asked for him. So apart from that being good, it also shows you all uh, he has under his lips, right? Because he, he's coming to do something different, and I think that um, that's a that's that's a big asset and and with your fullbacks not in the best form, having a, a guy that play in the midfield and that can do those runs, it's, it's very, very important. 
Yeah, and it's kind of been interesting, uh, you know, tactically kind of looking at how the Revolution have played. You know, they had great fullback play with Dewan Jones, and they still have, and then also to Brandon Bay. And it seems like recently Giacomo Vrioni has kind of struggled to kind of find his form and struggled to find the back of the net. Overall, just what do you think might be the key to unlocking him and maybe potentially even getting a goal or two against Charlotte on a Saturday? You're talking about Brioni? Brioni, yeah. Yeah. You know, the this is probably more of a philosophical uh, situation, and, and I would love to hear your take on this one. In in South America, we have been used to play with number 10s. Usually, we're super used on playing with, with, with number 10s, right? Uh, even though when our players go to Europe, they don't play with a number 10, but it's 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 a it's a very common way of developing on your career. Nobody in European youth systems plays with a number 10, right? They 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 play with three at front or with, with like false number nine and different positions. And I sometimes feel that Brioni struggle to play with a guy directly behind him as a playmaker, as, as a number 10, right? So, so and if you see Brioni's goals or, or Brioni appearances on, on, on goals, it's usually more on the guys that are on his sides or he going to the flank to assist Bo or even like, for example, Chicago, like, uh, yeah, he assisted Carlos Hill, but Carlos was not appearing in a number ten position. He was appearing like a like a second striker position when he shot that goal that's deflected. So, I think that has a lot to do with 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 that. Like, is he is he is a great striker for sure? He's a great striker. We have seen his quality. Um, is playing with a ten behind him the best that can happen to him? I'm I'm not sure. I have I have doubts. Right. Uh, that's how they are. They have to play, and the team is getting. Goals on net, well, that, they have to figure it out the way, but probably it's more like a philosophical context answer the one I'm giving you than an exact answer of what, what you're asking me. No, it's, it's perfect. And it's been really interesting because there's these interesting stats where it's been quite some time because he scored, but also he struggled on the road. So there's that factor as well, too. And obviously, when you look at players from Europe coming to MLS, the travel's a lot, a lot more um, comparably. And it's just been interesting too, you know, like you mentioned, kind of number 10, New England traditionally, they've really utilized those fullbacks to provide service. And if you look back to an Adam Buxa, for example, he he was lethal in the air. And now it seems like that's an area of Rioni's game where he's going to have to continue to work on. Obviously, he's able to kind of make those looping runs and get in behind the back line. But to be that kind of, I guess, traditional number nine, being physical, uh, hold up play, it seems like he needs to work on that. So it will be interesting to see how new it is. Yeah, no, I, I think that, for example, if, if you ask me from the outside, and, and we're not talking about New England and all the other 10 players, right? What will be the perfect position for him? I think he will be perfect for a number nine in a 4-3-3. Because that number nine in the 4-3-3, um, in paper, he's playing on the same line of the wingers. But a lot of times he's playing a little bit behind. So those runs that come from the wing have him clear uh, towards goal, right? So so it's more an, an, an opportunistic and an, an anticipation game than the physical Buxa game. Like because Buxa like to play close to the defenders, right? 
Buxa, Copetti, um, like uh, I'm trying to think, think, think to to other names, but but for, but that um, Benteke, uh, Urra, those guys, they like playing close to the to the defender. They 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 like knowing where the defender are and take advantage of that positions. And then we had like the the, the Ruidias, the Chicharangos, and the Brionis. They don't like playing closer to the defender. They like to get a little bit of a gap to surprise. And by having a number 10 behind him, he sometimes is forced to, forced to, place, to play closer to the center back than what he likes. So, but at the end, it's, a, it's an adaptation game. <laughs> you got to get yeah. up to everything. It's the million dollar question. I can tell you, you know, Revolution fans are definitely trying to see just what's the thing that's um, going to unlock him. Uh, but yeah. to kind of get back uh, to the game on Saturday, no, it might be a bit cliche, but if you could give me what's the key for Charlotte if they want to, you know, somehow uh, find a win and what's the key for New England uh, to secure three points? Um, for me, for me, the key for Charlotte, and that's why Charlotte has shown the most. Charlotte to win needs to dominate the game from start to end. They need to dominate possession. They need to they, they need to to be able to recover uh, far away from 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 Kalina's goal. Like what what happened with Charlotte? Charlotte is not able to win games if they don't dominate the game completely, uh, and that's a struggle because no team in any league can dominate all the games of the whole season. So I, I think that that's that's one of the things that Charlotte can show us and like their last win I think was LAFC and they dominated LAFC that day but no team is able to repeat those performances with in and without so uh, and, and the key for New England is the opposite is be in the game stay in the game uh, disconnect Charlotte don't let him go into rhythm because New England had had uh, have the tools and, and, and one thing that I like about New England is that New England can win go, can win games by pushing the line and, and and playing close to the opponent goals, but there is also a, but they are also a great team in transition. Like we've seen amazing goals from New England that start with the center backs close to their goalkeeper and and, and be able to attack in, in transition. So I think that that that's kind of for me the biggest strength of New England and, and, and any team. A, a team that that has different ways of winning, it's a team that is dangerous, like because they're going to find they're going to find a way. And, and the other thing is like. Apart from from soccer, I think like a lot of noise had been around the team in the last month, and I think that finally, like the focus is gonna be back on the pitch. Or it had been back 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 on the pitch, and and uh, um, we're gonna see we're gonna see if what I think from the outside it's it's true, uh, uh, and and that's reflected on the game. Yeah, and it is going to be interesting just with all the events of the last month. I believe this is their first home game since the resignation of Bruce Arena. So it, it will be an interesting experience to see. And obviously, I know there's the Carol Swiderskis, there's the Enzo Capetis, but just what's a player from Charlotte that really stands out? It might be someone that Revolution fans might want to keep an eye on. Um, I don't know if he's, if he's playing, right? But uh, I, I think Westwood is, 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 a, is a good player. I believe he played with, uh, and if you can check, uh, I believe he played with with Carlos and Aston Villa. I'll check, yeah, I'll check while you uh, talk I, about him. I think I think they played they, they played together in Aston Villa, so I, I think he, he's he's a good asset on 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 the team. Um, he's not a fast player. He's very fast with with his like he's not physically fast. He's mentally 
he's mentally fast. Uh, and that's why he needs all the other pieces to be at his mental speed to be in position um, for for that recovery and, and transition. But I think that when you have a team that has this, these little details, like uh, Ashley Westwood, I think it's it's an important player for, for them. Yeah, I believe I believe yeah they did. So it's always interesting yeah. seeing that Aston Villa uh, connection. It's very funny, at least to me, that randomly in uh, Carlos Hill's like Instagram comments, you'll just see Jack Reelis just randomly uh, commenting on it. So it has been uh, you know interesting to see him cross paths with uh, fellow players from the EPL. Uh, but Jaime, just you know, kind of wrapping up, looking ahead. Obviously, the Revolution have uh, clinched a playoff spot. Just how far do you think this team can go? Obviously, they do have an interim head coach, but you know, do you think they could possibly make a run for an MLS Cup? Uh, they they, they can, they can. Uh, the, the, there are certain things in the in the East that certain things are uncertain. You, you like that combination of words, but <laughs> um, somebody, and I'm not gonna say somebody. I'm gonna say two teams that deserve to be in the top four are not gonna be in the top four. Right, because of how tight it everything is. Like, I think that if we have to bet, like we will say that Cincinnati is going to win Supporters Shield. I don't know if you agree with that one. We cannot predict the order from Orlando yeah. to Atlanta. I'm a hundred percent sure Nashville is going to be seventh, and the other two are open. I think it's going to be New York City and Miami, but like that, that like that's 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 why open. But what I mean is. Second to six is unpredictable. Mm-hmm. And that means that two of those teams are not going to have that home field advantage. Um, so that's that's a big if, right? Because any team that is there and, and does not go through that round was probably a team that could make a, a round for, for the playoff. I don't think that New England is in my top in, in, in my top four of candidates, but it's uh, a team that it, I don't have it like outside of the question. I don't have, I, it's not like a team as I have it like no way, right? Um, because, you know, I have my 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 top four uh, and then probably those teams end up matched between them and they're going to yeah. eliminate by, by them. And we've seen that happen a lot of times here here in MLS. So I, I think that that um, you cannot count them out, count them, count them out. Especially because I think that when you see the squad, uh, we don't know how clean is an, as a manager of a first team squad. That's a question we don't have the answer. We're not going to judge it. Uh, but when you see the squad, you have young players, you have big leaders, you have great captains, uh, and you have players that have been in a lot of battles and know how, how this goes. So um, that's why I'm not counting them out yeah it kind of has been interesting because we've gotten to learn a little bit from the players it seems like he's taking a really collaborative approach especially kind of with tactical changes he's kind of brought it to the players they've worked it out in training and been like all right you know we think this can work so it has been interesting kind of see him you know interact now with with the first team but like you mentioned eastern conference is extremely packed and i think revolution fans are acutely aware that Anything can happen in uh, the MLS Cup playoffs. You saw in 2020, a team that really, you know, struggled at times was without Carlos Hill, was okay. able to make a run. But then in 2021, you win the Supporter Shield and then you're out, you know, immediately to NYCFC. So definitely. Yeah, but, 
but but that's that's for me the per- the perfect scenario, right? That, that year we got a team that got hot in playoff and they won the league. Mm-hmm. They were not nobody had New York City at that time, right? Yeah. Um and, and now we probably don't have New England in our top four, but if New England gets hot at the, at, at the end of the of the, at the beginning of the playoff or during the playoffs, you cannot uh, count them out. And something that for me is very interesting, like you can you can replace talent, but you cannot replace leadership. And if there is something that New England haven't lost, is their big leaders. Carl is still there. Uh, Farrell still there. Um, Omar Gonzalez is there. He's, he just came, but he he's there. So Bo is still there. Uh, so you have these these big leaders of the of the dressing room, like but leaders on the field too. And and I think that we can spot teams that have more talent than New England, probably. But there are just few of them that we can say like they have more 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 leadership and, and on the field. Perfect. Well, Jaime, once again, thank you so much uh, for taking the time. Definitely, everyone, make sure to check out his call of Saturday's game and the rest of the MLS season on MLS Season Pass. But once again, thank you so much, Jaime. Anytime, my friend. Happy to talk to you. And thank you to Sam Minton of the Blazing Musket for conducting this interview. Just a reminder that this show is presented to you by Bet Online. Be sure to use promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at Bet Bet BetOnline, where the game starts. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus is central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Kohler Smart Toilets introduce a new standard of design and cleanliness, sculptural forms, intuitive technology, and total personalization with integrated warm water cleansing, heated seats, and warm air dryers. For peace of mind and convenience, there are touchless lids, seats, flush, and a self-sanitizing bidet wand. Now you can even use voice commands with Numi 2.0, featuring built-in Amazon Alexa. Explore the complete lineup at Kohler.com slash smart toilets and discover what you've been missing. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. If you travel for work, you know to pack two suits, business and swim. You know with your Delta SkyMiles Business Amex card, buying that plane ticket for a business trip can get you closer to medallion status. You know that a meeting in Montana means visiting almost every national park. Yellowstone? Check. Because you're the chief excursion officer. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Visit go.amex slash you know business. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. 
No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.